Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Men Talk About. This is your host for this episode, Paul Newell, the New Wellness Guide, and I have got my man. Actually, you know what? Every dude on here that I have on is my man. So I was going to say, is, you say that about everybody. I say about everybody. But, like, yo, seriously, though, this is – you guys, like, the people I have on this podcast, especially in the early parts of this, mean a lot to me um, uh, because at, at a certain point in my life, they have uh, really enriched it and they continue to enrich my life. So that's one of the reasons I'm sharing them and their knowledge on this podcast with more people. And today we got my man, Mike Schmidt. This is the Mike Schmidt, not that cat that you know from the Phillies. This is the Mike Schmidt from Chatham, New Jersey, doing his thing. The integrative healing guide, medical qigong practitioner. And this is the dude, people, that helps people activate their innate ability to heal. Yes, I said it. Wow. Thank you, Mike. Wow. Wow. That is going yep. up on my website, word for word. As it should, because that's, <laughs> that's who you are. That's who you are. So, Mike, um, so listen, Mike, before we get kicked in and I, and I share the topic that we're going to dive into, um, you, uh, I'm looking at your website right now, MikeSchmidtNJ.com, and knowing you for a long time, like you have a lot of modalities that you support, with, that you support people with. Um, so if you could take a minute uh, and, and if you want to give a brief intro of yourself and, and how you do what you do, that would be really helpful for people listening. Well, we we have the Center for Integrative Healing on 248 Main Street in Chatham. And the reason why we call it integrative healing is because everybody that's there that that works there um, has multiple modalities. And since I was about 19 years old and I'm 58 now. Um, I have been studying, um, all these different modalities and I take each individual person and I look at what their, um, challenges are, their dis-ease, um, whatever they come to me for and pull out the modalities that work. Sometimes I combine them. Um, sometimes somebody likes something, um, like tapping, better than Reiki, better than hypnosis. Um, but we pull out what works for them. And mm-hmm. um, you really have to get into, you really have to drop in in order to be able to do that. So everybody there has the capacity to drop in just like you do when you're with somebody, you become present, you drop in. Um, and all of a sudden something just kind of takes over life force energy, whatever you want to call it, and the healing begins. And their energy, your energy combine and synergizes. And basically what I, I like one plus one equals three. So if I have a client um, and they need something from me, we, we will concentrate on whatever their question is, whatever their issues are, and we'll take my energy and their energy, combine it, and the overlap will usually bring the answer. And then that answer, we can, it, it comes with a modality, but it comes. And um, it's beautiful to see. I, I love doing what I do. That, that's, man, well, yeah, thank you for that. And it's interesting <laughs> because, like, you know, I've heard you say so many times that one plus one equals three. 
And what I heard you, what I really understood in this moment was that like you can have a couple modalities, but bringing those together with the individual brings like another component, which adds like a total overall level of healing. If you almost could see um, energy coming from you, like forward, a forward circle that comes out from you and then a, and then being able to make somebody um, feel safe and bring their energy out in a full circle and the overlap between those two circles, which happens anyway, it, it, it does happen. But when it's when it happens in a safe environment and a healing environment, that overlap is where all the information comes from. And it's mm. it's something I couldn't do myself. It's something they couldn't do themselves. It's what we did. Um, mm. But still, people people are, you know, when they balance their own selves, um, the modalities are there to help. But, you know, when it comes right down to it, you have to balance yourself. And that's what I like about yoga and Qigong. I like practices also. So I do. I, I know you do yoga. I do Qigong. So in that we're balancing ourselves. And then every once mm. in a while, we need a kickstart where we need to synergize with other people in order to move energy or, um, you know, cultivate energy. Mm. Oh, man. So this is interesting. I'm interested with this because I think this ties into the topic that about to dive into and discuss. And it's about anticipation versus intention. And Mike, as you were just talking, what, what came to me is like when, as a healer, right? Um, well, first as a healer, how do, what are the ways that intention and anticipation can either elevate your healing, the, the healing capacity or, or tarnish it? Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw in another word too. Presupposition. Oh, this guy. Yeah, Here you go. that's a really presupposition, good Presupposition, man. So, Come on, don't you know I do research before these things, so I got to <laughs> look these things up? Now you got to throw this in here? So good presupposition God. simply <laughs> means, and you know what it means, but presupposition means that <laughs> I presuppose that, that everyone in front of me can heal, and everybody's in front of me for a reason, and that we can help each other. So it's like so an assumption. It's, it's definitely an assumption, but it's a strong assumption. A presupposition is almost like you create, you, you say the word. It's, it's, it's a word. If you've ever read The Science of the Mind, which is an awesome book, that book to me is all about the word, being confident and saying, this is what we're going to do and this is what's going to happen and have the agreement. You know, The Four Agreements, that's a great book. And I love that mm -hmm. agreement. Like if somebody agrees to be sick, they can also agree to be healthy. And it's... Wait, 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 wait. Pause for a second. And so it, can you please explain Well, I got to be really careful would... about saying that somebody agrees to be sick because it's really not an agreement to be sick. It's an agreement to be out of balance, which creates okay, sickness. Okay, thank you. You just cleared that yeah, up. Yeah, that's I'm a... like, wait, how the hell does someone agree to be yeah, sick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it really isn't. And, and I'll get in trouble for, uh, you know, shaming or whatever. That's a big thing right now, too. But <laughs> oh lord, oh lord, yeah. Oh, disclaimers, disclaimers, <laughs> disclaimers, we speak disclaimers. On this podcast, it's more, man. it's more like, uh, yeah, yeah. I know you can edit this. No, um, <laughs> I will not. I, I'm keeping that. Personal. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> now the um, 
So the pre so pre <laughs> so pre supposition people listening for people listening Mike and I uh when we're in person then we we can go back and forth. So this is going to be fun reining this in for the audio I'm so keeping the dad humor idea. out of it if possible. I don't know. Good it luck with that. Buddy. Yeah, it might slip in. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. So pre presupposition. Okay. So the so presupposition like is that anybody can go from out of balance to back in balance. And that we can find a way. Um, but I also presuppose that the people that come to our center or to me specifically are the ones that should be coming to me specifically. You know, that the universe has sent them in some way for some reason. Almost like a, a, it's synchronous or a divine intervention. Kind of, but it's, it's meant to be, you know, it's not like, okay, okay so let me, let me try this and see if it works. It's never that way. You can't, you can't do this, that kind of work that way. Just throw <laughs> some stuff out there and see if it works. It just doesn't work that way. Um, sometimes you can, you know, maybe bring it back at the end, but it, that's not ever a good way to start. Okay. So I presuppose that people that have different, um, and again, I'll call it dis-ease, can um, have life force brought back into them, be taught how to rebalance their systems. And because we're organic, we can rebuild things. Um, you know, that some, some people, I, I have a client right now who's, who's awesome. And the presupposition is that we're going to rebuild um, one of his spinal discs because he can't be operated on. And yet the doctor said, basically until it gets worse, we can't operate on it. So you'll have to deal with the pain. And we're like, well, let's see if we can rebuild this thing. We know it's, we know the system's organic. We know things get rebuilt all the time. Why not this disc? So why not? So, huh. so, so now you have me curious because it sounds like, what I'm hearing is like, okay, we're going to presuppose we're going to rebuild this. Help me understand how that's different from having a clear intention. Oh, it's not much different. It's not okay. much different. And anticipation would be, okay, so an anticipation would look like um, I got a client. Um, I, I, I'm going to be kind of leery and concerned um, about what, if, if I can help them, um, I'm kind of concerned yeah, it's anticipation's kind of a, a a little bit more of a of a backwards energy where intention is, you know, I intend to do the best I can. I intend to give the information that this person needs. I intend I can't do it for anyone, but I can intend that I am going to do the best I can and leave my ego out of it. Hmm. so hmm. maybe okay. anticipation might have a little ego in it i don't know that's why we're talking about well, it. what do you think well well it's interesting because you know ever since we discussed this a couple of days ago it's been on my mind and then it left my mind today <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um now as we're talking about it like i just found that anticipation is is um like to me an expectation like I anticipate this is going to happen. I expect this to happen. Whereas the intention is, okay, I have a clear intention that this is what I want to happen here. 
Probably even in the energy. It's it, even in the energy and saying it, saying it to me feels different. You can probably, well, it really, you can kind of maneuver within these words and set it up to mean different things because an intention to me is kind of like worrying about something and like, uh, not an intention, I'm sorry, anticipation. It's- Kind of like, okay. um, you know, if you're going on a trip, you anticipate all the problems you might have. You know, the Uber right. driver coming yes. late, um, them losing your luggage. That's all kind of anticipation. And your intention is no matter what happens, I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to um, be renewed when I come back from my vacation. Right. You know, I'm going to be in joy. I'm going to be in appreciation. I'm going to be in gratitude. That's more intention where anticipation is kind of like, okay, so what's going to happen to me that's going to rock my intention? Mm. So, so I had to, when I was, when I was uh, preparing for this, I, I like to go to the dictionary okay. right? just so I get a, um, uh, I'm not going to say the uh, source, uh, get a definition of what these are. So yeah. anticipation, the, 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 it was the act of looking forward. And intention, what one intends to do or bring about, a determination yep. to act in a certain way. I, I think probably anticipation in the realm that I'm talking about it is more of a victim anticipation. Kind of like, mm. okay, so when you go to a job interview, are you anticipating or are you intending? So what do you mean yeah. by victimy? Victimy, victimy me, meaning that mean? meaning that you're, um, and maybe it's because we do the, we do a lot with the enneagram, and there's and what is that? The enneagram is a personality test, and okay. I'm a six, and I and I actually, in my own way, look for the danger. Like I'm 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 the caveman who is looking for the bear and the hunt, you know, making sure that my family's safe. So I would anticipate issues hmm. so it may be coming based from, on like you're based okay, upon no, my personality type and that's I'm, what you got from this enneagram that's what i yeah the enneagram is is just a system of different different personalities and things like that you know we've talked about the elements but then there's this thing called the enneagram which is also a very interesting way to look at and and analyze people's personality types and and it, trends that they have so i have a i have a tendency to anticipate maybe maybe we're talking about my anticipation but in in a session i would i would talk about it in that realm like okay so do you anticipate like a job interview are you intending do you anticipate when you go home that you know you're going to have a have a good evening with your family or do you anticipate problems happening you know yeah. See, and, and so the like intention going, is more like I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to be it's not going to rock my my being is the intention. I, you know, I'm going to stay steady to who I am. But the anticipation is, oh, geez, what's what's going to happen here? So it's like the anticipation can keep you all can can knock you off, uh, can knock a person off their base. Where I'm, what I'm hearing is the intention will keep someone grounded on. Their that's base. The, that's the model I'm using. That's the model okay. I'm using. So, right. So the, the, the dictionary definition is more of a forward thing. And this is a for it's looking forward, but it's kind of looking forward with anticipation. And, mm. and it really, again, if I have somebody in front of me that, that is, is kind of anticipating 
um, something down the line that's not good, that's the model I use, you know, anticipation versus intention. And both of them, just like everything else, you need a balance. But the balance of, of anticipation and intention to me should be about 80-20, which would be about 20% anticipation. So you anticipate some stuff. You know, right. you're responsible, you anticipate, but then you intend 80%. You say, you know, with all that said and all that, you know, me being responsible and buttoning up what I can, I'm going to intend to have a good time. I'm going to intend to be in joy and bliss and power and whatever you intend. So it's like there are two different poles, right? So it's kind really... Of. Kind um, of, but someone living. I I, th- I think what what the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I think they look a lot alike sometimes, and I I like to pull them apart. Yeah, I, I'm digging it because that's I I want to that's what I want to do with this too because there can be there can be definitely a blur in lines when these two are used because I when I hear anticipate, um, for me there's there's a tint of a negative kind con- yeah. there's a tint of negativity yeah. there. Yep. And pessimism, um, worries, worrying. Whereas intention, there's like a strong energy there. Like, listen, my intention is this. Like, it's like it's like a direct arrow to go somewhere to hit the hit a specific target. Like and, I said, and let's take determination the, to act a certain way. Yep. And let's take this call. Like, you know, we could anticipate. Um, like, I anticipated maybe I I didn't know how this actually works. So I told you know people that might call me not to call me during this hour because I, I anticipated that maybe that would, you know, interrupt the podcast. So that's, mm. that's an anticipation. That's kind of like, okay, so what could go wrong here? But my intention was, Oh my God, it's Paul. We're going to have a good time. We're going to talk. It's going to be fun. Um, mm. Hopefully it'll be valuable to some people, to everybody that hears it. Maybe somebody will learn something, but that's the intention um, anticipation would be okay. So, you know, I what 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 if we run out of what if we run out of off the topic, or what if it doesn't work out, or that 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 wasn't my intention. And if I anticipated that, it probably would show up in here somehow. Mm. You know, you know, if energy. I an- you're right, right. You know, we anticipate. Oh, you know, well, maybe Paul and I will not you know, we'll have a pause and we won't know what to say, even though that's never happened in the 15 years I've known you. <laughs> Seriously. I was, about, I was just thinking that. I was like, has that ever happened where there's silence between the two of us? No, sir. Highly doubtful. No, Highly sir. doubtful. So I want to, I want to bring, I want to uh, scale this back for a second because sure. like, I, I like where this is going as far as um, really creating that distinction between anticipation and attention. Um, and and we're talking a lot about the the energetics and like you know um, I don't know if I'm saying this right but the enneagram really getting to know self yep. right and yep. and then being able to move from that space and the one of the 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 premise of this podcast is really for like the conversations I have with men this wisdom can elevate the masculine consciousness right and the thing that's sticking out in my head that I want to address this is the first time I've heard this is I. This is the first time I'm hearing you started studying your modalities at 19. Yeah. So I'm curious, what what was it, Mike, that 
that that sparked you on this path i had um i had a girlfriend and her father was really into martial arts and he was Mm. he was really ahead of his time but he gave me a book on yoga and i didn't know i didn't know why or what it was but i really thought well if this this, he's like my teacher my sage right so i read this book and this book is has no pictures of anybody doing any poses which is what i thought yoga was it's the philosophy of yoga Mm, and basically basically and this is the only thing that i can really remember that really set me off was that in this book it was saying you know okay so when you talk to yourself who's talking and who's listening and i'm like what seriously like okay so wait a second think about that if you're talking to yourself who is talking and who is listening Nowadays, we're a little further ahead and some people might say, well, that's the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. That's the this and that's that. I find that there's probably three minds in there, not even just two. But anyway, hmm. that started me thinking like, wow, the that self-talk, which up until 19, we, we talk to ourselves when we get language. Um, I looked at that and I said, that's got to be the key to whether I'm happy or not, that relationship those two voices have. Wow. And then this I you start, at 19 then, thinking this. Is me this. At 19. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I took wow. a lot of martial arts and then I, you know, I, I just went off and I started reading book after book after book and studying and getting certified in, you know, rebirthing and um, just uh, hypnosis and Reiki and everything I could possibly do. And it sounds like, there's a lot of different modalities, but it's been over 40 years. So um, mm. I, I have cut them back and I do like to use a few. But I, if, if, if there's anything that I'm that's coming to me that I that I look at, I always look to see if it fits within, you know, the emotion code. I know you like the emotion code. Um, that's a really cool modality that I use. And that's something that can be used within a session very easily. So Mike, can you talk, uh, because the viewer, because the viewers may be unaware of what emotion code, the emotion code is. So can you talk to, can you talk to what that is? The emotion code is a, is a system that Dr. Bradley came up with where he's basically it's muscle testing. So mm, it's okay. muscle testing for emo- blocked emotions. And what, the, um, what it basically says in so many words is if you have a trapped emotion, that emotion is kind of um, seeking its own level. And what, what we do is we test for that. We test for a blocked emotion. What, hmm. it, what we come up with is... Uh, an emotion based upon the body saying that this is what the emotion, the trapped emotion is. And then we test for at what age it came. And once we get the, the word, which could be anything from worry to anxiety, to um, betrayal, to, you know, what, whatever the word is, every word has a vibration. So it, it, it hones in on a word and there's a process to this. We pull out the word, then we find the, 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 um, the age by, by asking the body, by muscle testing, which is, you'd have to 
be there to see this, but muscle testing is usually done when you, with your arms straight out. I don't do it that way. I do it another way, but muscle testing circumvents the mind. So, mm-hmm. so the ego's not in there trying to say, well, I know what it is. It's, it's anxiety. The issue that, that we have is that we, we have trapped emotions in our body and we think we know what's going on there. And the ego keeps you kind of off balance and not really understanding what it is. If you go around it and you find out what it really is, you can name it, honor it, and let it go. And it's very, very powerful. So um, mm. generally speaking, I'll start out, especially with somebody new, with an emotion code where I'll find out if somebody has a trapped emotion, what it is, if it makes sense to them, at what age it came, takes literally five minutes. And then if that means anything, um, you know, that might start a conversation. But if it doesn't mean anything, uh, which it actually, it, it always means something, um, we just pull it out. And basically, the idea is, is that if you have worry and you're calling it anxiety they're close cousins but the vibration's different the vibration and frequency of those two words is different so if you're calling Mm. something bob and its real name is mike it won't leave until you go okay so i get it you know stop calling me bob my name is mike and when you when you you name me honor me i will go so it's kind of an interesting it's a very interesting modality um the guy is brilliant so it's it's called that, the emotion. This is post. fascinating. I'm fascinated with this because, on many levels, first, uh, first, especially in relation to what you do with aligning people with their ability to heal, right? Like activating parts of them. It's to the heal. only way and to do it. Yeah. Well, I, you I, can't do it for somebody. It's like yoga. Right. You can't you can't practice yoga for somebody. Right. Um, they, well, I think this is this is the thing that's important because you know we may. Uh, there may be some people listening, men or, or women that are listening and that have that healing component. And I'll speak for myself, like for me really tapping into being a healer, I had to let go of the anticipation yes. of like wanting someone to heal. Like, yes, I want you to heal. Yes. Why don't you heal? Or the, or, or the presupposition that you can heal them. Bad presupposition. The presupposition is they can heal themselves and you're there to teach them how or to support them and how that word support is huge. What are you supporting? So, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that because because really whenever I'm working with someone in um, whether it's in a training session or in a Reiki session or even a private yoga session, I find that now I'm setting the intention to be the vessel. And what the heck do I mean by that? But for people that are listening, well, glad you asked and thank (laughs) you. It's basically like I allow myself to whatever other energies are there to support the healing of this person, whatever this person is going through that gets to come up. I'm going to hold that space for them. And I'm going to be and like it runs, a hollow vessel. It runs through you and you get to translate it so they can hear it. So if you're really connected to them, you can actually take energy and translate it so they can hear it and understand it. And that's why they're there for you in the first place. Oh, now you just brought it up, oh, man. Listen, you know what? That's why I love you, Mike, because you bring in the goodness. So, th- and this comes back to what you said, like that. Um, with with people, when people come to you, it's like okay, they're they're meant to come here. Like we were meant to work together. There's something in this connection that works well. 
So the the thing I uh, the, the thing I question I have now is for the work that you've done over the years, like what what would you say? Um, well, really, I guess like what what would you say is a key factor for you in tapping into deep level healing for someone? So when I say deep level healing, I'm talking about like trauma, whether physical trauma, sexual trauma, um, PTSD. What are some of the keys to really being able to unearth the healing or help that person unearth their healing? This may or may not answer the question totally, but one of the things that, so somebody comes to me with um, anxiety, you know, and there's different levels of anxiety. There's, you know, fight, flight, or freeze. Somebody's, you know, likes to push the fight, flight, or freeze button or um, not likes to, but they, it's kind of stuck. You know, it's overused, whatever. Um, If somebody comes to me and says, you know, I'm depressed, let's let's use the word depressed. That's an interesting word. I go, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? And they usually look at me like, what, what, what? So when they they say they're depressed, right? When they say they're depressed, I say, how do you do that? And they look at me like I have two heads, and you know, and I I said, well. What I mean by that is that you have a combination of things that you do in order to keep your, yourself depressed. There, when, you, when the minute you get depressed, your body goes, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing and does things to support depression. And once you find out what those things are, and one of them always, 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 always is abdominal breathing. When you are depressed, when you're anxious, when things are out of balance, generally speaking, and it, and it affects your, your psyche and your mind, you're usually breathing very shallowly. So if you get upset, you're going to breathe shallow. There's nobody that gets right. really upset and breathes deep unless they're trying to get out of being upset. And that's the perfect right. way to get out of being upset is to take a deep breath. True. Most people don't, when they're in the heat of something like depression um, anxiety, anger, they're, that's, the, that's the last thing they're going to do is to look at their breathing and how deep they breathe and how, how much they're, they're tense, how tense they are. Um, mm. So it's not always trying to talk yourself out of, oh, geez, I'm depressed. Why am I depressed? Okay, so now, now we just ask the universe why, verse why we're depressed, which is Googling the universe now the answers to why you're depressed is, well, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have that. Your breath shortens, your muscles tense up. And all of a sudden you're running this program called depression. And you can really take a deep dive, find out how you do that and learn how to undo that. And most of it has to do with changing your body, not necessarily your mind. And how liberating is that? Changing your body. How liberating is that? Mm. You know? Because really, it's like people are searching for all these answers, but really the answer is in the body. The answer is is a lot in the body. I've never heard, you know, you know how when people come to you, they say, listen, Paul, I don't feel good. I don't feel strong. I don't feel healthy or I want to be. It's all a feeling. Right. You know, everything, everything you want is because you want a feeling, the, a feeling, the feeling associated to it. 
well, and the feelings in the body. And that's, right. that's the other thing. Like, okay, so if, if, how do you do that is where do you do that? You know, does joy come from the throat? Does it come from the heart? Does it come from the solar plexus? Where does anger come from the throat, the, the, the heart, the solar plexus, where does the shoulders, what, what do you do? What's the combination? It's, I'm fascinated with this conversation because uh, like, you know, like w- with the work I've done with mankind project, and, you know, the processing and just uh, and, and work I've done even at yoga workshops with a lot of processing. I find asking that question about, like you know, people like I want to feel yep. I want to feel strong. Yep. And when I, I I dive deeper into that, I'm like, OK, well, what is what does that look like? What yep. is where do you feel that in your body? What are you doing when you're strong? Because I get the sense that people. Uh, you know, they shortchange what they really want or what their int- what their intentions are with some fluff feel good shit. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I want to feel, oh, I want to feel happy. Okay. What does that feel like? What does that look like? Where where will you feel happy in your body? Let me or let me ask you a question depression? real quick because it, yeah. this is this is awesome stuff because you know one of the questions both you and I would ask is okay, so does does depression energy circle in? Or go out? And does joy circle out or circle in? And mm. we all know the answer to both of those. Generally, I don't. <laughs> so if you're running your energy from the inside yeah. out, you usually, right. it's usually joy. It's usually forward motion. I mean, you can do that with anger too. But, mm. but depression is, is a reversing of the energy a lot of the time. So you know, joy is out, depression is in. Anger could mm. be out, but but just even looking at the the way your energy flows and how you how you do your energy, most people plan their vacations. And I've heard this from I don't know how many different people that you know Tony Robbins and all these guys that say stuff like you know you spend more time on on planning a vacation than you do on planning your health or your you know looking into the this stuff that we're talking about right it's it's just fascinating to look at your own body and go okay so i'm angry am i breathing shallow or am i breathing deep i'm um you know i'm i'm stuck i'm looping i'm looping what's looping mean is the loop going in or is the loop coming out generally speaking the loop's going in like is it is it counterclockwise or is it clockwise which one which one works for you and which one doesn't work for you right wow and when we get into healing if somebody has it has something like say their knee or something hurts like that go what color is it when it's in pain people give me a color i go what color would it be if it was totally healthy your hip your hip what's your so paul what's your hip look like when it's acting up what color is it Oh God, it's deep, murky purple. Okay, so when it's fe- when you're feeling good and you're like, "Wow, that hip problems that that that's gone today at least." What color is it? What color would it have to be in order for it to heal itself? What color would it have to be? Mm. Tangerine orange. So there you go. Why why wouldn't you just take your mind off the hurting hip and just turn it tangerine orange, take a deep breath, untense your muscles, do some yoga, 
and see what happens. There's no side effects, right? Put on some good music, raise your vibration, tune your frequency. You know, I'm I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking the tangerine orange is right in my freaking femur and my pelvis, like at that connection. All it of my sounds man. so weird, but color has a vibration and frequency too. Well, this is the hermetic. This is again, people that listen that listen to my podcast will know I keep talking about this thing called the hermetic principles. Yeah. The Kabbalion. They, listen, this is one of the principles, the law of vibration. Yeah. Every God, every damn thing is a vibration, <laughs> man. Everything. How we say in our words, I, I Mike, I I so appreciate what you're saying right now because the words matter. Words matter. And the, what what really got what really excited me was when you talk about how really identifying what is the word that's trapped in the body instead of yep. like, hey, my name's not Bill, my name's William. <laughs> it's a difference, man. You know what I mean? It, but it's serious, though. It's like there's an energetic – and people – you know, I, I, I think that now people are starting – people are, are free of poo-pooing on energy and things like this compared to when you and I first started having these conversations about like 10 years ago. Would you agree with that? Or would I would you say agree that, 100% that still... about that. I mean, it's the, time, it's the time to have conversations like that and have everybody go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I'm curious. So that's like, synergy um, be... too. What's that? That's synergy. It's just group synergy. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm with that, man. So I'm curious, like, of your clients that you work with, especially like because this is men talk about, and I'm, I'm passionate right now about men's health, especially mine. Yep. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> and, and, and really taking care of myself. And also uh, the, the emotions trapped in my body, being able to release them with the support of someone else, right? Because I recognize my head can say like, oh, I know what it is. And well, that's, 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 a whole, that's a whole really interesting study too. If, but you have to set up the ego as a certain model. So when, when I what use the term that? ego, like easing God out or, or ego, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it's the protector. It's the, it's, the, it's the part of you that keeps everything the same or tries to keep everything the same. So the minute you want to, say, lose weight or do anything, it swoops in and starts messing with you. So when you do healing work, we, we talk about the ego a lot because it it's your protector, but it's protecting you from doing anything different. Even, mm. even if you're not in good shape, it wants you to stay not in good shape because it doesn't really know what good shape might look like or, you know, could it get worse? Yeah. It's, the ego is a very interesting little part of you that protects you, but it's overprotective and it likes to screw with you a little bit. So would you say, I mean, so what would you say the benefits to having ego are? Because like, it's a protector. It, well, it's, okay. it's protecting what it's supposed to be protecting is the things that are automated. So, well, so Mike, how does that play into someone healing, though? Because if someone's coming to you and they're like, hey, I'm depressed. Or I got because I got to deal with their ego. I got to uh, tell them and I got to I got to I got to say, listen, you know what? You are going to listen to, you're going to learn all this new stuff. It's, it's, you know, color and vibration. Everything you and I are talking about 
Right. And they're going to get in their car and go, what the hell was all that? And that guy's a nut job. So to address that's it, the ego, that's the ego. The ego's like, you know, instead of going and, and really, I, I rarely ever see anybody just once. I, I have people that have been coming to me for a really long time. So I don't lose many people because it, it, you know, what we do works, but it's what we do, not what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a right. big thing. It's what when, you, we and when you say we, it's you and the, the person you're my working client. with and on. My right. client. Yeah, it's, okay. it's what we do. It's, it's, you know, okay, so what do you know about healing? And because obviously they, they got to where they got with the information that they have. So if I can give them new information. Hey, Mike. Dissipated. Yep. Did you hear it? <laughs> the phone call? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like, wow, wow, wow. You went robot. You went robot voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I usually put my uh, my phone on um, while I'm using the Anchor app. And this is a great tip for anyone that's going to use Anchor to podcast. Have your phone on Do Not Disturb. And, Mike, that's my thing. I should, I, you know, I get to tell you about that before we get on the call. So I'll remind you for next time. Cool. You can edit that out. All right. No, I want to keep that oh, in, man. Cool. This, is a raw, this is raw authentic, <laughs> baby. That's how we do it, man. Listen, people get to know the truth. Uh, so, so this is, I'm, I'm really appreciating this conversation because, you know, there, there's, I, my, my sense is that right now um, there's a lot of energetic healing that gets to happen, whether it's like, um, you know, my thing is in working with men, um, the, the energies of past traumas, the energies of masks, like um, the energies of, you know, tr- fitting in a box when really we're, we can be outside of a box. Like all these things that can come up that are creating this disease in men, this ease, which in men, which can lead to the depression, violence, yeah. um, uh, power trips, all these different things that are going on. So my, my question really is, well, actually, the question I have for you first was of your client base and the people that you work with. Do you see? Do you do you think you're working more with men? Yeah. Or with women? Lately, men. Lately, really? men. Deb works when, with um, with the wives, and I work with the husbands. Um, interesting. Yeah, I do okay. a lot of. I and and now the men are telling more men. Yes, I do. I I definitely have more men, and it used to be more women. Only because women were more open to this type of thing, um, but it's so not anymore. So you are anymore. seeing more men absolutely. be op- more open to this. Oh, oh that's a blessing to hear, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a blessing to hear uh, because this is important, man. This is important for men to men to start working with these energies that have been bottled up inside us for a long time. Man. I mean, I'm I'm making a judgment there. I'm saying a long time, but when I say a long time, I'm talking about in our lives and also generational trauma. Um, uh, generational models of what manhood or what masculinity is. You know, they're coming to the forefront right now where men get to get this energetic healing, man, and, and get to and, and set the intention to be in new space, be in different space. Well, everybody, everybody loops and everybody wants to get out of their own way. And that's not a man or a woman thing. So now right. men are, you know, there, there was just a stigma if there was one. But um, one, of, one of the other a uh, couple things that I wanted to talk to about talk to you about yeah. <laughs> is um, there's there's two natural laws that I like to run everything through in a session, okay. 
And one of them is what you resist persists. So just think about that for a second. If you are looping or if you are having depression issue, anger issues, you know, and you, somebody says, hey, what you resist persists, that's, that's natural law. You're kind of like, okay, so that, so if I resist it, how do I, how do I not resist something like cancer or something like that? Ooh. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, how do you resist? And then this, the second one is what you put your attention on expands. So if you start putting your attention on, um, whatever, whatever bothers you now it expands also. So the, the answer to the first one, what you resist persists is you almost have to coexist with something for a while and let it go away sometimes. Mm. So to coexist with something is very different than letting something be or not doing something about something. And what you put your attention on expands is just, if you're going to put your attention on something, make sure that the intention of your attention is pure. Wow. The intention of your attention. Yes. Because if, if it's going to, if it's going to expand, you want it to expand the way you want it to expand, not just expand it. So if you're in fear because you, you get angry and then that makes you go into fear and then you expand that. You're expanding it from a fearful position, which will make it continue. If you come from a loving position and come from a nurturing your own self position and put intention, like my intention is, is to reach another vibration and frequency, to bring you know, to stop dumping energy, to bring energy in. And that's a whole different thing we haven't talked about either is, you know, some of this, some of these, some of these emotions bring energy in and some of them dump chi, you know, life force energy. So you got to be careful about what you're either bringing in or what you're, what you're um, losing. Cause when you get oh, to be, man. when you get to be my age, you're 58 years old, the universe, you, you kind of have to try to cultivate your own vital life force energy and be passionate about, passionate about things and keep things going or it's going to be bad. <laughs> when you say keep things going, you mean like body systems? Yeah, like I, I mean. Body in general, what does that mean? You know what I think is really funny is that we were sold this bill of goods. I was by my father and my grandfather saying that, you know, uh, you work until you're 65 and then you retire and then you sit on, you go on the golf course and you drink and smoke and, you know, you, you kind of wind down. When I, when I started studying Qigong, they're like, listen, when you get to be 58, you need to work out two hours a day, maybe three or four hours a day. You have to work out. And that doesn't mean lifting weights. That also means appropriate workout for your age. But qigong is very, you know, qigong, tai chi, swimming. There's certain things that are almost ageless. You can do them at any age. Um, you got to work out more. You got to move more. You got to make sure you move. You lock up if you don't. Man, I'm fi I, I'm experiencing this at 44. Because <laughs> um, listen, well, Mike, it starts you know, at 33. Like, so, 
Oh, damn. Yeah, well, you know what? That would make sense. That's when I started really, you know, that's when I started feeling some discomfort in my feet and my, my left foot and my, and my left hip. It's it's really funny because when you talk about the seasons, it, we're, we're, we're very similar to trees if you really think about it. Because when we get in towards the winter of our life, you know, in the winter trees, the 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 energy is pulling in and going down into the roots. And when we get older, the energy starts to pull in and we really have to push the energy back out into our hands and our feet. Um, my master always talks about how um, in Chinese medicine, they say that death begins in the big toe because it's the furthest thing away from you. And that's like, you know, that, that it'll show you when you're not healthy, your big toe. Mm. So we're making t-shirts. Wiggle your that. big yeah. toe. Yeah. Your Wiggle big your big toe. toe. Grip to ground, yeah. you know, Grip to it's ground, all about man. balance and yeah. This so, is, anyway. I, I love hearing <laughs> this man because uh, because like, especially like I, I'm, I've been more into more moving my body. Like I found like me lifting a lot of heavy weights. Um, like I did when I was in my twenties and even my early thirties is my body's like, ah, I'm good. Eh, I'm all right. That's like, working when, like, when it comes out. Like, to moving. But, but uh, back then you were in fire, you were in the element of fire. Now you're in earth. You know, you don't want to do earth, earth, fire exercises in the element of earth. Mm, right, right now I want to be close to the ground and animal flow, man, and yoga yeah. and like hands and I, like I'd rather crawl around than stand on two feet. It's unreal. That's I'm like, cool. I'm more comfortable that way. Yeah, I mean, like for me, it's it's a workout, but I mean, I found like for example, I was testing my uh, my heart rate doing just doing crawling patterns along the floor, and it was the same as me doing on a, going on a treadmill like a ten ten percent incline. I mean, going to stairmaster. Oh yeah, and that's my that's Being my way out. low like that. That's yeah. cool stuff. It looks cool too. I'll it does, you, doesn't that it? That animal yeah, flow looks really cool. I'm stepping my game up, man. Wait till you see me, boy. <laughs> you know, I'm anticipating I'll be better uh, in a month. No, yeah, I was I'm just doing the worm the other day, so I don't know. Were you? Oh, uh, <laughs> did you have some hip hop music on? Yeah, you like hip hop, hip it. You like doing the worm. <laughs> Now I know next time I just I meant you, I was laying on the ground wiggling around. That's all. That's <laughs> how it is. I'm thinking you're doing a break dancing where I'm giving you some props. Man, Mike, this is, um, shoot, there's, there's a, uh, before we wrap up, man, um, this, this piece, uh, wow, what do you, you just said, damn, you hit, you, you really touched on some gems at the end of this, man. Um, that we're, we may have to, we may have to add another, we may have to come back on because I really, you know, you and I did a video about the elements, the elements of man. Um, yeah. and I thought that that was brilliant because you talked about, uh, you know, the different seasons that a man could be in and what you, uh, but before we, you know, we'll say that for another podcast, what you talk about when you say what you resist persist and what you put, what you put your energy on, what you, um, where you, put your attention on um, expands, you know, but that's that's kind of like if you put your energy in your feet, the heat goes to right. your feet. If you put your energy in your hip, you know if you and and you know Paul Paul has some hip sensitivity, oh, yeah. right? That's, that's, still, oh, or yeah, not? still. Not, that's a okay. good way. That's a really PC yeah. way of saying my hip hurts a lot. <laughs> so that's, that was brilliant, man. Um, you should be a politician. But but what I always. What I always think is funny is that when people have a pain, it's almost like if you had a child in the corner 
And, um, you know, instead of, instead of going to find out how the child is, you take an aspirin because that child's giving you a headache. Mm. You know, you would never do that. You never let your, your child sit in the corner and cry. Um, but that's kind of what I feel like pain is like, you have to send breath down to your hip. You have to send color down. You have to, which is kind of like a, an attention hug. You know, people always say silly stuff, not silly stuff, but stuff like, oh, you know, you got to send some love down there. Now, what's that mean? Right. Well, to you, it means tangerine right. and, and breath and blood and heat and, you know, just attention, period. Instead of going away from it, getting mad at it, taking a pill and going and, and disassociating from it, calling it, yeah, my damn hip, like it's somebody else's right. hip. You say my, but it the the conversation really like sounds it's outside like, of you. You know that hip belong that hip's down there doing a, doing not what right. I want it to do. Meanwhile, it's right. your hip. Yeah, you know. I found myself saying that like my hip, damn that hip, damn that <laughs> yeah. hip. Like it's outside of me <laughs> somehow. Like that hip over there. Again, that's what you do. That's what you do to a crying right. child. Damn you! Stop right. crying. Damn you! Stop. They're like, you know. oh, you want some breast milk? <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. You know, well, let's not go. Well, yeah, hey, look, you know what? It's a baby. Man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a baby. But, uh, you know, this is this is this is very this is insightful, man. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we, you know, we got to put we got to put this out. Well, we intended we that. Did. We did. We didn't we didn't anticipate that. We I like how you that. brought it back. I like how you, you know? brought it back. See, you're smart, man. <laughs> smart man. Mike, uh, so how do people get in contact with you? What do you have to offer? What are some things like people hearing this be like, yo, that Mike, he's a good dude, man. I want to work with him. How do they go about doing that? How do they contact you? What do you got? My website is Mike Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T-N-J, like mm -hmm. New Jersey, because Mike Schmidt is a celebrity name, so I can't just use that, okay. .com. So it's, it's Mike Schmidt, N-J, .com. And that has all the information. It's got your your YouTube videos, the YouTube videos that you and I did hey. are on there. I got an Instagram where you can do Insta Chi. Um, I love that, by the way. And all the information, all the information. Uh, you know, I built the website, so it's you know that's not what I do, but um, I think it might get the point across. And I what's your Instagram handle? But anyway, it's got. Uh, geez, Come on, know. Mike. Mike. I don't Dang, know. I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. Right. And, and I don't even know how to get back there to check that out. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to lose you if I do That's that. That's okay. That's why I have my, you know, I am 58. Well, I'm, um, well, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, <laughs> damn it. Because, you know, you just, we're about to, we're about to hook you up with some peoples here. Um, so Mike, while, no while I'm looking up, um, uh, your handle, my friend, um, <laughs> I want you to, uh, for, for my guests, what I give them is I like for them to take 90 seconds uh, to really um, to talk to something that they want to explain or, or something that they want to get across to others um, uh, to sum up like your message. So, um, so let's uh, give you 90 seconds while I'm looking this up and, uh, and go from there. All right, go for it. So you want a, a, a message? Yeah. Well, Glenda, Glenda, which is a good friend of um, Paul's, um, did something called voice to vision with me. And in that um, exercise, she kind of interviewed me and asked me what 
I did and how I did it. And basically what we came up with was that I want, I have hope. And when people have issues, I want them to have hope. And hope is a vibration. It's a very high vibration. So when people come to me, um, whether they're looping or anxiety, it's kind of like they've lost hope. And I would like to bring hope back. I have hope. I want people to have hope. I've had a lot of different um, things happen to me in my lifetime, um, things in my family, um, health issues with my own self. And I've gotten through them with the information that I share with others. So it's that classic, you know, I've, I've done it so I can show you how to do it. And that's, uh, that's my message, mm, I guess. Damn, man. Wow. Thank you, brother. Um, you know, you brought, you brought about up you? some things. Man, this is my podcast. They, they, they're going to know about me. You're the guest here, damn it. Don't try to flip this <laughs> on me like we're in a conversation, damn it. No, no, uh-uh. Um, and thank you for that. Um, listen, you know, well, for me, man, listen, I, I'm excited that you're you're here, um, like in this lifetime, because you know you didn't get into some of the the ways that you've helped people. I'm not, and I'm going to be free of putting you on blast here, but you've done some absolutely amazing work with people and healed them in some tremendous ways. Where if we were to put on this podcast, they'd be like, "Get the f out of here!" No, he didn't. And yes, he has. Like you don't, you do amazing work, man. I'm, I'm, I consider it a, a blessing, a gift that I know you, man. And um, yeah, damn. Uh, this is, this is. I'm really happy that you're on this podcast. I'm really happy that people got to hear you. Um, and I'm also uh, was trying to buy time so I could try and find your name. Oh, Mike Schmidt NJ. Yeah, I got it. I got it. So Michael's Instagram oh, is, okay. is Michael Schmidt. S-C-H-M-I-D-T-N-J. Yeah, that one's Michael. Yeah, that one's Michael. Yeah, Michael, Michael Schmidt instead yeah, of Mike Schmidt. Schmidt. Yep. Com. And he's yeah. got the Insta Chi on here. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I'm a big fan. Check out Mike's site. Um, check out what he does. The dude is on a whole other level, man. And he's a blessing in so many ways. Mike, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful to have you on here. Thank you for the time, brother. Thank you. Yeah, and we're going to come back. We're going to have another episode where we talk about the elements of man. Believe that. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you soon, buddy. Peace.